talk about you know we, we were doing the prayer series last three weeks but this morning we wanted switch gears and you know want to talk about something else that Lord had put in my mind a couple of weeks before there are two things in life that all of us are called to do as long as we are existing on this planet earth one is to save and another one is to serve. So this morning I titled my sermon as to save and to serve. Can you say that with me out loud? To save, still louder, still louder. To save and to serve. So in a moment you will come to an understanding of what do I really mean by saying to save and to serve. One is eternal. And the other, another one is temporal. One is something to do with the eternity. The other one is to do with the life that we have on the face of this earth. One is to do with the life after death. But the other one is to do with the life that we are living on the face of this earth. You know, life on this earth is fleeting. That means it doesn't last forever. It lasts only for a short while. How many of you are going to be here forever? Can you hear an amen? None of us are going to be here forever. All of us have to leave some point of time or the other. I want to think about your parents and grandparents, you know, your uncle and your aunt. Thank God if they are alive on the face of this earth. But how many of them are around today? Not many of them. Age doesn't really matter. Life situation doesn't really matter. Where we live doesn't really matter. What do we do doesn't really matter. Life on this earth is fleeting. If we do not know what we are supposed to do, we will never be satisfied at the end of the day in our lives. If we do not know what God wants us to do in this life, at the end of the life, we will never be satisfied. We will never have a satisfaction of a living a good life on the face of this earth. You know, probably we all would have immigrated to another nation. Or we would have moved from one province to the other province, you know, thinking that maybe the other province may be better than this province. Or we would have achieved the pinnacle in our career. There is nothing else I have to do because I'm just having everything in my life. We would have just planned and we would have built our dream house. And you know, but at the end of the day, the end of our life, we will not be satisfied if we don't save and if we don't serve. Can you say that with me? Save and serve. You know, these are two key words we would never forget in our lives. This morning it's important to listen because I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about the purpose of your life. I'm talking about the purpose of my life. Why? What is the point in living on the face of this earth? You know, sometimes there is nothing else can satisfy us. It's all good. It's all good for a moment. But you know what? At the end of the day, there is nothing else gives me joy and pleasure. 
there is no joy inside of my heart apart if I have not done probably certain things in my life. So I need to be keen. I want to be keen knowing what exactly God wants me to do. Number one, to say. And as we read the scripture, Bible says, save yourself and save others. God wants us to, God wants us to save ourselves and to save others. You know, the primary mission or the purpose of our life on this earth is to prepare our lives for the life that is yet to come. How many of you believe that life that is coming? There is another life. There is another life. There is another life. God has given time for us on the face of this earth to prepare ourselves for the eternity, for the eternal life. Life on this earth is very short. Today we see people and tomorrow, next week, we don't see them. And the world is so capable, our lives are so capable of just forgetting them. Of just forgetting them. We don't even remember. How many times I remember my mom and dad in a week? There are weeks that I probably would not have remembered them at all. We are so capable, we are so equipped to forget those lives that lived ahead of us. Life on this earth is so short. So short. But I, will, I used to think this, I'm not sure whether you thought about this, for the amount of intelligence and the amount of abilities that God has given to us, to human being, this 30 years, 40 years, 50, 60, 70, 80 years is very short. It's very short. You know, I felt that many times. How much of intelligence and brilliance that God has given in our lives. But God, why? It's just only for such a short time. And that helps me to realize that there must be something much more than that life that we see today on the face of this earth. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me? There is something that is much better than what we have on the face of this earth. Not many people think about it, not many people know about it, but we know as children of God, we know what is it called, what that life is called. Eternal life, thank you. Eternal life. Jesus on the day, he was speaking to Martha. We read that in John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus looked at Martha, and this is what Jesus said. Jesus said to her, I am the, can you read with me? I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Though he may die, we all die on the face of this earth. But Jesus is talking about a life that continues even when we are done with on the face of this earth. Jesus was talking about eternal life. You know, this morning I want to preach salvation to us. We human beings, we are sinful in nature. How can we enter into that eternal life? Do you think that eternal life is for everybody? Yes or no? No, it's not for everybody. Of course, Jesus has opened it for everybody, but it is up to us to inherit a eternal life. But by nature, we all deserve punishment. Can you say punishment? That's what we deserve. And what is that punishment? That punishment is eternal hell. But Jesus died for us, and he shed his blood for us in the place where we need to be punished. Jesus took the punishment upon himself, and that results in forgiveness of our sins. Can you read with me Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7? Shall we all read together? In him we have redemption through his 
blood, the blood that Jesus shed at the cross, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. How do we obtain that forgiveness? According to his so rich in grace and mercy, according to the riches of his grace, we obtain that forgiveness. So we know salvation, we are saved. We are deemed by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. That simply means our sins are forgiven well through the blood that he shed at the cross. And we know that salvation is essential. That is what is saved from the eternal punishment. That's what is known as salvation. Salvation is required for to inherit eternal life. Can you read Romans chapter 10 verse 9? That if you confess, read with me, with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be, you will be saved. So how can we be saved? We need to confess that Jesus, that you are Lord, you are the Lord, and I believe in my heart that God had raised you from the dead. And when by believing, we are saved. And Bible says, once we are saved, we must protect this salvation forever. It's not that once we say we are saved forever, that's not true. We must protect this salvation. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus was speaking to his disciples. Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 and 13. Can you read with me? And because lawlessness, I mean evil, evil things will abound in the, day, in the days which are coming and to come, the love of many will grow cold. Verse 13. But, can you read with me? That's beautiful. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. You know, we need to make sure that we are saved. Every, that doesn't mean that we need to get saved every day. We need to protect our salvation. We need to maintain it. Once saved, we cannot go back to the sin anymore. We need to get saved. If at all we commit sin, we need to ask for forgiveness to God. And we need to protect our salvation. Our personal salvation is important. There are two things we need to do on the face of this earth. Number one is what? To? To? Save. And to? So, okay, we are talking about to save. So, our life, to save our life, saving our life is very important. How can we get the salvation? Or who can help us to get the salvation? Or can somebody else can get saved for us? Can I ask my wife, yo, you get saved and for me too? It's not possible, right? It's not going to work. So who is responsible for our salvation? We are responsible, right? Each individual is responsible. Husband may be coming to church. Wife may be coming to church. Husband may be seeking the Lord. Wife may be seeking the Lord. But when you seek both of you, both of you can go to heaven. So we individually, each one is responsible for our salvation. And we need to save ourselves and we need to save our family members. We need to save others. So in order to save others, we must tell them about Jesus. Otherwise, how can they get saved? We must tell them, I'm talking about your purpose on the face of this earth. Today in this world, we feel very sorry when we see people suffering. You know, many times when we watch such videos, you know, without our knowledge, teardrops will fall from our eyes. Any witness here? Anybody? No? Yes? Right? I mean, I used to do that. I used to sit here and cry by seeing, it, seeing the videos. We all do that. When people are suffering, we cry, and then we feel so sorry for them, what they are going through in their lives. But we don't know about their eternal suffering. 
if they don't know Jesus they are going to suffer eternally do we think about that and cry no does it mean that we don't believe in eternal life in heaven or hell if we really believe eternal heaven and eternal hell more than their suffering more than our suffering on the face of this earth we will cry over their suffering eternally I'm talking about talking to me myself too we don't feel bad about that we feel bad about what they are going through the pain they are going through on the face of this earth we are so busy that we never give time to even think about it probably the video could have been you know the suffering in the hell probably we may realize a little bit but if we really our loved ones if you really our friends we must tell them about Christ number one purpose save yourself and save others can you say that with me again save yourself and save others we need to save others from the eternal hell you know when we look at some people let's not just really look at I mean we can look at their suffering to the on the face of this year and try to help them but more than that can we look at their suffering that they are going to have in the eternal life if there is no Christ in their lives I want to read a beautiful scriptures from NLT new new life transformation sorry translation uh, uh, let, let's let's read that uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 14 Romans 10 14 from New Living Transform uh, Translation verse 14 can you read it with me but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him for people to get saved they need to call upon Jesus the name of Jesus they must call upon the name of Jesus and Paul writes here and he says how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him and it continues and how can they believe in him if they have never heard about Jesus and it continues how can they hear about Jesus unless someone tells them about Jesus you know most of the time we think that this is only for missionaries the scripture is for whom for missionaries that's the reason they are going to go to different land and going to tell about Jesus but we forget one thing that is very important the person who is next sitting next cubicle the person who is standing and working next to us he doesn't or she doesn't know about Jesus and if she doesn't know Jesus she's not going to call upon the name of the Lord because she doesn't know he doesn't know if she doesn't call upon the name of the Lord he's not going to believe in Jesus and if he's not going to believe in Jesus he cannot call upon the name of the Lord he cannot receive salvation and how can they believe in Jesus if they are not told and you and I have a responsibility to tell about Jesus some way or the other we must tell them you know at times it is very difficult to tell them face to face look for an opportunity pray for an opportunity or invite them to church invite them to a time that we can spend and together and talk about somehow somehow when you are interested God will open the door for us to share about the love of Christ we're talking about the purpose of our life on the face of this earth God wants us to be at times aggressive in doing it I want to read another scripture from Jude chapter Jude verse 23 can you read with me it's a beautiful scripture Jude 23 says rescue can you read with me rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment 
show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Can you read the scripture again? Once again. Go ahead and read. Rescue. Mm -hmm. People who are living on the face of this earth, they do not know Jesus. You know, God is saying, if you have a purpose, if you are known to your purpose of life on the face of this earth, and you know the eternal judgment that is going to come in their lives, you need to do two things. Number one, you need to be aggressive to pull them out. To snatch them from the flames of judgment. You know, at times we need to be forceful in sharing the love of Christ to people. At times we cannot delay because next day or day after, we do not know whether they will be alive or not. And God wants us to, God wants each one of us to share about the love of Jesus Christ forcefully. And secondly, he says, show mercy to still others. Two kind of people, they need to be pulled out from the eternal judgment because God loves them so much and God has placed you in such a place today for that purpose. You need to somehow, you know, you know many times Spirit of God prompts us, but then you know what we, do? we say? Oh, no, 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 that guy is not going to believe God. She is not, she will never get saved. You know, we make the decision as if we died for, on the cross for him or her. But when the Holy Spirit prompts us, we need to take a step of faith to share the love of Christ because that's a plan, that's a purpose of God in our lives. Another category, we need to continue to show the mercy, continue to extend our kindness to them, continue to do good things for them so that they will hear, they will come into the love of God. But then final verses, final wordings are important. What, is that, what does it say? Hating the sins that contaminate their lives. You know, God wants us not to hate people but God wants us to be careful about the sin that contaminates their life. <clears throat> sin is so contagious. Sin can get sound to people easily. You can go on and on and try to help them and save them. You know, there are chances that you may fall in that sin if you are not careful. So the word of God says, we need to hate the sin, but not the people. You know, today there are many people out there, they don't follow the word of God. They don't go to church. They don't believe what we believe. So God wants us to love them. God wants us to be with them, share the love of Christ with them. There are many immigrants coming from other nations to the Canada. They, they don't know the love of Christ because in their nations, they were not allowed to hear about God. But we are living in a free nation, freedom, where we can share the love of Christ. Does it make sense to you? You know, this morning, this is very important. This is very important. We must love people and share the love of Christ to them. Secondly, that's the first purpose to save. Secondly, to serve. Serving God through serving others. I want to share a little bit and then we are going to pray. We serve a God. You know, we come to church on Sunday morning. We praise God. We worship God. We give our offerings and tithes to God. We have our own way of serving God on Sundays. Every Sunday we see churches are filled. Or Saturday evening or whenever we get time to gather together. We have a, you know, we have a method of coming and serving God. We, are all, we also serve God by serving people. Can you say people? You know, many of us have received many blessings. Listen to me carefully. Many of us have received many blessings in the past. 
during last couple of years. We came for this, came to this nation. God has blessed us this way, that way, or maybe still you are in the process of receiving those blessings in your life. But whatever situation we may be in, now we are living in a time not really to receive, 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 but to give. Can you say give? You know, many of us receive, we want to receive. You know, we have seen people, they want to receive until their last breath. They want to receive. What can I get? What can I get from here? What can I get from there? What can I get from that person? We want to receive. But God is telling us, if you want to serve others, we must give. We must give. Receiving and giving, are they same, one and the same? No. Receiving is certainly different from giving. Receiving is kind of inward. Giving is kind of outward. But receiving is God. I mean, God has given us so that we could receive. God can give us, we receive. Even others can give us, we receive. But giving is what we give to God and what we give to others. Amen? Paul was talking to the elders in, church, in the church of Ephesus. And as he was talking to them, he was, talk, he was telling about the importance of giving. Can you come with me to Acts chapter 20, verse 35? Acts 20, 35. Can we read it together? I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And he continues and he says, and remember the words of Lord Jesus that he said, can you read it with me? It is more blessed to give than to receive. So what is more blessed? To give. To give. To give. You know, God wants us to give because giving is more blessed than receiving. You know, many times we think that, you know, giving, helping others or serving others is by giving food or by giving our clothes are giving material things what they need. You know, that's what comes in our mind the moment we think about giving. But when you look at the need of people, their needs are different. This morning, you know, I'm talking to you something about what God wants you to do. I want you to pick up as the Lord speaks to you and start doing things. You know, otherwise, there is no point in, in living on the face of this earth. The need is much more than the material needs today, what people are going through. We can at times serve our immediate family members by providing and taking care of what they need. Our children, our parents, you know, our, our, our spouse, we can provide whatever they need and we can take care of them. At times even we can visit and talking about you know, how we can serve others. Taking care of the family is very important. In fact, that's the first thing to do. If you cannot take care of your own family, how can you take care of others? So taking care of our own family is very, very important. We must do that in order to do something else for God. Even to serve God, you, are, you need to take care of your family before serving God. That's very important. We can also serve by visiting people when they are in need. Now there are many people in this world around us, where in the city where we live, they're handicapped. They cannot go out the way they would like to go. Probably, you know, some of them are recovering from the surgery that takes two months, three months time for them to recover. They don't have anybody. There are elderly people. They don't have anybody visiting them. They are in senior homes. 
they're in various other type of facilities. We can befriend them. We can go and make friendship with them. You know, God wants us to do it because if you think about Jesus, Jesus went to those people just they are living alone in their lives. The women who are sitting at the Samaritan well. The man who was possessed with the evil in gatherings. Jesus went seeking for them. He walked miles after miles seeking for that particular individual. You know, God wants us to do that in our life. This life that he has given to us, God wants us to seek for such people who are in need in our lives. And I'm not just saying this and I'm just leaving you. I want you to take a, take a step. I want you to note it down. I want you to know what God wants you to do in, in, in this life. There are many grieving over their loss. There are many grieving over their situation that what had happened to them in the past. You know, during Corona, there are many lives they lost. Their families are still around. You know, they are going through a very tough time. And God has a purpose and plan in our lives to serve others. To serve others. Romans chapter 12 verse 15 says, can you read with me? Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep that's the purpose of God in your life not only with those who are rejoicing even there are people who are weeping and God wants us to identify ourselves with them and give a hand to them and give a strength to them give a support to them a little girl one day she came from her neighbor's house because her little friend in the neighbor house neighbor's house she died just a small little girl and when she came from her neighbor's house where her friend died, her father was a little anxious and father asked, why did you go there? Because this girl can in no way understand the death of her friend. And father was a little curious and with, with a little, little anger, he asked, why did you go there? The child told, I went there to comfort her mom. Father in surprise, he asked, what could you do? to comfort her mom. The little girl answered, I climbed onto her lap and I cried with her. I climbed onto her lap and I cried with her. Exactly that's what God is looking for you to do. Those who are weeping, God wants us to identify ourselves and take part in that struggle. We can volunteer in the community to sow people because we come across people, those who are in need. At times we can use God-given talents, our skills to touch people and their lives. At times we may have to give off whatever we have, donate what we have extra. In every house there is extra stuff. God wants us to give those things away. Take one decision at least. Write down one thing that you have in your house that you don't use for the last six months. And take it from here. When you go there, make it a point to give it to somebody, those who are in need. As we know how valuable we are, as we know how precious we are, as we know how uniquely God has created us, we must be able to understand other lives and add value to them. Because helping others is also important to find value in their lives. There are many people out there today, they consider themselves as failure. Do you know that? 
I keep hearing, I keep receiving messages from people at times. Pastor, I'm a failure in my life. I haven't achieved anything in my life. That's the reason I have decided to continue to drink. That's the reason I decided to continue to do this activity in my life. There are people, they lost their value in their lives. And you and I know that we have value. God has invested in our lives. But there are people out there, people who are living with you, people who are working with you, people who are touching your lives. They don't see value in their lives anymore. They really struggle to come up in their lives. They lost their abilities because of addiction. They lost their abilities because of the worry that they have gone through in their lives. The feeling that they are all alone in this situation. The feeling that they are unable, incapable of doing anything that pulls them down, put them down, and they are unable to do anything in their lives. They are totally discouraged. God wants us to touch those lives too. Helping others to find value in them. Helping others to find the God-given potential in them. Helping them to realize how beautifully, how amazingly God had created them. Helping them to realize their talents. You know, most of their talents are dormant and God wants us to help them to find, identify those talents and help them. Helping people to develop their skills so that they can achieve their dreams in their lives. God wants us to do that. God wants us to do the best place to serve God is where the blessed place the best place to serve God is not the church not inside the church the best place to serve God is where the needs are can you say the need where the need is you know that's where we can serve God in Matthew chapter 25 verses 30 to 40 we will not go there Jesus said we must serve the hungry. Can you say hungry? I want you to repeat as I say. We must serve the hungry. And we must serve the thirsty. Repeat that. Thirsty. We must serve strangers. We must serve naked. We must serve sick people. We must serve the imprisoned. Do they find any of them inside the church? No. So we cannot really serve God inside the church. We cannot serve God sitting in four sides, four, within four walls. We cannot serve God on Sunday morning. Of course, we serve God. We worship Him. We honor Him. We give what is due unto His name. But that's not alone in serving. It's true that Jesus spoke to God. Jesus spent time with God the Father. But during the day, in His walk, He touched lives. And through that, He served God the Father. We don't see hungry, we don't see thirsty, we don't see sick and stranger and naked and imprisoned inside church. When you start serving inside church too much, when you start taking care of people inside too much, you will be in trouble very soon. Take it from me. You will be in trouble very soon. There are many times we focus too much inside and we bring trouble out of everything. God wants us to focus outside. You know the best time to serve God is Monday to Saturday. When you meet people, go and just talk to them. Go and open a conversation with them. Not just a superficial conversation, but to find out what is going on in their lives. What is going on in their lives. They are out there. Many times we don't even follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit tells us where the need is. And God wants us to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I have come across this situation when I just missed that opportunity 
and I lost his skin and he lost his life. How many of you come across that situation in your life? Many times we get motivated and we get inspired when we read a story of helping others. We get so motivated when you see some videos of people taking their risks in their life. We get really motivated. Even people taking their own life, considering their life and putting their life in risk just to save a dog in the flood. We get so motivated. We get so motivated people, you know, keep their life at stake and then, you know, go to different parts of the world and help people. We get so motivated. But we don't do anything about it. Today the media is filled with all this motivation, inspiring stuff, but we get motivated, but we don't do anything about it. You know the reason why? Because we process that in our mind. We process that with our mind. We, we don't allow that, those things to get into our heart. What we need is not the mind that serves, but what we need is the heart that serves. Can you say heart? Mind leads to emotion, but heart leads to action. Can you say that with me? Mind leads to emotion, but heart leads to action. What we need is a servant heart that is willing. What we need is a servant heart to serve people today. In John chapter 13, we read an incident with this I want to close. Jesus was washing the feet of his disciples. After he finished washing, this is what Jesus said. Can you read from John chapter 13 verses 12 through 15? Can you read with me? So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? Verse 13. You call me teacher, and you call me Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. Verse 14, if I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Verse 15, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. What Jesus did, he washed the feet of the disciples. You know, we don't have that practice of washing feet in this church. Some of the churches, they practice it. But you know, more than that, I see something here. Jesus is telling his disciples, you consider me as a teacher, you consider me as the Lord. I, what I have done, you are supposed to be. If I'm a teacher, I'm teaching you what you are supposed to do. What did I do? I washed the feet of my disciples. And I want you to do it. And what I see here is the servant God. Who washed the feet of the master? The servant. And Jesus is considering himself as a servant to wash and considering people are so precious as his masters and washing their feet. Jesus could do this only because he had a servant heart. Can you say servant heart? The washing of the feet too shows two things. Number one, we need a servant heart to serve others. Otherwise, it's a dirty business. Otherwise, it's an ugly business to serve others. But God wants us to do it. We need what we need is a servant heart to serve people. And secondly, it shows the humility, the humbleness that we need to serve people. Again, don't think about serving inside. Think about serving outside. Think about people where you are working, 
Think about people who are not known to you. Just want to close now. Today, if our life is boring, today, if our life is dull, if you say we are not motivated, something is missing in your life. Can you ask these following questions to you? If you can put the next slide, please. Can you all just arise? I want you to ask the following questions. Number one, am I saved? Am I saved? I want you to ask this question. Number two, am I doing something to save others? Am I serving God? Am I serving others? If you don't do any of this, if you don't do some of this, we are missing something in this life. At the end of the life, we will never be satisfied if you don't do one of these purposes that God wants us to do. Shall we close our eyes this morning?